0: say no more and what say no more stands for is what's understood doesn't have to be explained and if you understand then we're gonna stop talking about it and we're gonna be about it we're gonna take action all right hey what's good everybody this is cam green the kid from spice lane the voice of a leaf and you're
1: tuning in to the green light podcast on apple
0: Podcasts. let's get it Hey, what's good, everybody? This is Cam Green. This is Cam's Green Light. You already know. Say no more. Say less. And we back at it again with another episode of the Green Light Podcast. And I have a special guest. Um, you know, a brother of mine, a mentor, just, just, just a a, a genuine brother, um, overall. And uh, I let him give a introduction to himself. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, what's
2: going on? What's going on? Um. So my name is Jamal Rutherford. I'm a preview AM graduate, mm-hmm. uh, brother of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Yes, sir. Um, and and a personal finance coach, um, full time. I work as a financial analyst mm-hmm. for a charter school district out in Houston, Texas. Um, and and now I'm getting more into the realm of just teaching people how to manage finances personally.
0: Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Man, so. <laughs> Talk, talk a little bit about the journey bro like how did you you know truly get into finances and like because a lot of people are scared to touch that that world and, and it's like oh that's oh you talking finances I'm scared about that so like you but you really jumped into that and it was like okay but I'm gonna start educating not only am I gonna be financially stable or savvy with my money but I'm about to show other people that they can do the same so like how did that even come about uh nah man, to be honest,
2: man, my people didn't really stress personal finance to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a person where I learn from what people where people make mistakes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even if you don't directly teach me, I can be very, very observative and realize like, okay, they did something wrong here. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. So um my dad and he he made me like a numbers person. Really and, and I mean that just like <laughs> I mean we'll be in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, riding around, he'll be taking me to a basketball game or the park or something, and he'll just when I was young, he'd be like two plus two, four plus four, four, eight yeah. plus eight. You know what I mean? And he yeah. would just spit numbers. Yeah. And I got to the point, man, where numbers for me just became like a thing. So, um, interestingly, when I was going into preview, man, I didn't even actually submit my application on time. I still didn't even know exactly like where I wanted to go. I honestly had some, like, small little basketball scholarships, but I ended up not taking them. And my mom had to connect at Prairie View, um, one of the deans of engineering. Mm -hmm. They got me a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And, man, I pretty much, like, that's how I got in. It was a late application. She pushed me through, gave me a scholarship. And then a year and a half later, man, I switched my major to accounting um, because it was just more of a numbers thing for me. Mm -hmm. And then from there... Uh, went on to get my MBA. So mm. I graduated undergrad fall twenty fifteen and then got my masters in business administration twenty seventeen. And then from there, man, I the real world hit. So I started having a, you know, car loan and mm. you know, trying to pay back my, my student debt. So at that point, man, a year and a half into my job, I was working in oil and gas. We went through a little merger and acquisition and I got laid off. Mm. When I got laid off, bro, I was like, man, I'm not <laughs> I got all this debt on me, you know mm. what I mean? I, I started working maybe like three or four part-time jobs, and I literally just started to kill it, man. So,
1: mm.
2: bought a truck um, for my birthday, which wasn't the smartest thing at the time, mm. but bought a truck, but I ended up paying it off in a year and a half, man. What? Um yeah. Killed it, bro. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm chunking money at it, knocking down the principal payment, um, my student loans. I actually cleared um pretty much right before i finished my MBA. so lucky for me you know i mean i was i was pretty much just like taking my extra bread and just chunking it out of my debt because when i lost my job Mm -hmm. the last thing i wanted to you know have on my shoulders is that i gotta owe somebody some money right
0: right And man that's kind of interesting because like a lot of these students or a lot of people that get out of college you know they don't really take you know student loans Kind of seriously, Mm -hmm. Uh, they they you know they kind of brush it off or they literally put themselves in a hole. But like your determination to say, "Nah, I want to be like totally free and debt free and all of those different type of things." And so, I I I want to first first and foremost, I want to applaud you for even doing that (laughs) because, bro, because like I think a lot of people get this misconception of like every presidency or every, you know, election, they are promising, you know, we're going to forgive your loans or we're going to do all of those things. But I feel like that's unrealistic for you to rely on, you know, the government or rely on whoever the, you know, president elect is going to be to kind of forgive your debt and take, you know, student loans away. And so like, what made you like, not rely on that or made you have that kind of mindset as a lot of these uh, college graduates do
2: um nah man so as i was graduating especially after going through my MBA program Mm -hmm. um going through those classes man you just when you start learning about the interest that accumulates over the amount of time you have your loans and it's like you taking out a loan for three thousand but Mm -hmm. by the time you paying it back you don't pay six thousand back you don't double it back you like hold on man. how am i how am I paying double the amount that I took out? So mm. once I got the concept of like the interest thing, man, it was just like, okay, what can I do or what can, you know, what moves can I make to put myself in a better position? And one of the things that I really did, man, I know a lot of people like are probably sitting here wondering now, like, dang, 18 months you killed a truck and year and a half you killed your loans, whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, to be honest, my biggest sacrifice was moving back to the crew
0: which
2: is something that a lot of people got too much pride to do.
0: Talk about it, bro.
2: You know what I mean? I moved back to the career, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to stay there completely free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was helping my people out with small bills here and there, but not having to worry about so many other financial obligations. Mm-hmm. I was chunking my, I mean, every side hustle I picked up, I was taking 50% of it and throwing it towards my debt, even if I just made the payment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just, and once I started seeing that balance drop,
0: Like, Mm -hmm. quick.
2: It was almost like a a genuine rush. Like, oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm finna get it. I'm finna get it. So, Mm -hmm. man, I like I said, once that balance started dropping, bro, I just kept going.
0: Man. And, like, bro, I love that. It's it's just something about that, just that determination. Because I'm, like, the same way. I just literally, I hate that. I hate owing people. And, like, if I know I owe you something, I'm going to do whatever I got to immediately to go ahead and pay that off or you know, it just is just something about, yeah. I can't, I can't. You know what I'm saying? It's just something about that. But, 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 but kind of go into um, and talk a little bit because I, I know we have a wide variety of audiences, you know, or an audience that listens to us, you know, from from the teenagers to the college students to, you know, our age of people to, you know, so on and so forth. But, what is a, a common mistake that you know? You know, you may these these potential or these possible listeners are you know making. What are they actually just like dropping a ball on? If you if you see any of those things on a common you know day to day basis,
2: man. To be honest, the the financial or personal finance space, mm-hmm. the um, it's it's really more just about like is discipline, but then it's also a matter of just like. Sometimes we care too much what other people think. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we'll go spend unnecessary bread that we do not have. Wow. You know what I mean? And by that, you know, um, if you take a credit card right now, like if I put out my credit card, or I ain't gonna even say my credit card, but let's just say you pulled out a rich person's credit card. That credit card might have a $25,000 credit limit. Mm-hmm. It's $25,000 in one swipe. You could just, you know what I mean? And yeah. You hit 25 grand, but then now they gotta pay that money back. And I think, the lack of financial literacy, you know what I mean? Just not knowing what you don't know. You're spending money that you don't have, not realizing that you're harming yourself mm-hmm. from a financial, from a financial number and an overall perspective. Um, it's just we care too much, man. I see a lot of people, you know, they waiting on the next shoes to drop. You know what I mean? So that way they can go, you know, get them. And to be honest, they gon' they probably gonna wear them a legit, maybe like three or four times. You know what I mean? Not to be funny, but like women, women trip me up because women don't like to go in. There. If they took a picture in a dress or something,
0: they'll never wear it again. Yeah, never
2: wear it again, man. So you go through a woman's closet yeah. and it's like, you got tags all over the floor. You like, hey, hold on. I'm like I, right, You got stuff to wear. Why we got to go shopping, right? And then for dudes, I feel like most things come to like your car mm-hmm. or your fit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people I know, man, they, they had these nice expensive cars. Mm-hmm. But they rent it mm-hmm. you're not owning it you know what i mean so you're just making a monthly payment on it and you ain't getting nothing out of it It ain't. it's not becoming an asset nor a liability at that was well, really just a liability because you're just throwing bread away so i feel like for most people man it's just we care too much like i said when i moved back home
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was like you know people was like oh jamal you got this you got a nice job bro go ahead and get a get a crib Mm-hmm. And, but my goals and my mindset was just different. Like, I didn't care that people, that I couldn't have, like, whoever I wanted to come over, come over. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to pay back no more money than anybody else. right? You know what I mean? So, I think it's just a mindset shift, and I think it just goes from there, man.
0: Yeah, I, I love it, bro. Because, like, there's, like you said, there's so many people that's to that don't want to bite that bullet and just kind of go ahead and move back in with the parents to go ahead and pay off loans and, and, and get your credit right and all of those things. And, but what if they come from a background of, you know, their parents that make those cycles of, you know, bad credit and bad financial, you know, just habits and it's like trickling down or it's inherited through them. It's just like, oh man, I've I've seen this scenario so many times. So like, what, what, what is your take on that?
2: Um, I always try to encourage um, whoever I'm talking to, whether it may be students or just mm-hmm. one of my clients that struggle financially. It's like find people, one, that do something that you love that's successful at it, right? And, and majority or, you know, eight times out of 10, when that person became successful doing it, somewhere along the line, their finances had to be in a certain position for it to kind of work. Whether if it was like they built their brand on their own or sometimes, you know, we hear about a lot of people that get like ripped off from like signing unnecessary contracts. But either way it goes, you're learning, you know what I'm saying? But what's going to keep you interested is that you love what they do. So like outside of my parents, because like I said, my parents didn't really teach me. So um, for me, I had a couple of like mentors that sometimes, man, it's, it's just asking the questions. I think sometimes too, we're afraid to... Um, not look like we don't know, like you know, what I mean, like we're afraid mm-hmm. to look dumb, quote unquote. But it's like if you don't know, you don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that, like, like you said, like, bro, I think, you know, they're scared of their ignorance, like they're literally afraid of their ignorance. Fucks. Fucks. man, it's. I'm I'm just keeping like playing these different scenarios <laughs> in my head, and just going back to you, like on even the truck situation. A lot of people wouldn't have that mindset of, let me go ahead and pay off this truck. It's like, there's cats that's, you know, buying vehicles and, and all of those different type of things to keep up with the next person or, and not even necessarily to keep up with the next person, but that may be something that they truly desire. And it's, it's hurting them in the long run, but right now it, it looks good. It looks, it looks beneficial. So,
2: and I, and I just, I'm, I ain't mean to cut you off, but it's no, funny, man. I, I, I really want to say this. If I could go back all over again, mm. I wouldn't even bought the truck that I have. Wow. To be honest, man, I'd probably go give me a cash cash vehicle. Yeah. So I would have no note at all. Like by the time um let me see, man, I got into the dealership, I think the truck was listed at like thirty two grand. hmm By the time I made like my down payment, which I paid the taxes on, I walked out, I think the remaining Balance was like twenty nine thousand, a little bit over twenty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's the loan that I had to pay back. Wow! And yeah, I accomplished it in eighteen months, and it was a great feeling. But the first thing that clicked to me when I paid it off, it was like I paid it off, and then the next day I was like, man, what if I had just bought a fifteen thousand dollar cash truck? Mm. And to, you know, twelve thousand and and seventeen thousand dollars could have went to my business, my dreams, or whatever the case may be. So to be honest man it's like mm, going mm, back mm. and looking back I did something great yeah but I wouldn't want to do that again you feel me like <laughs> yeah. it's crazy bro
0: <laughs> do, do you think like and, and I don't know if this is just in the black community but do you feel like most people you know get their car before their crib and and a lot of people you know do that of course but like what what do you feel <laughs> What do you feel about that situation? Like, cause, like, I, I don't, I don't like to, like, you know, you know, just, just, I don't know, just put somebody out there. Like, I ain't trying to play nobody in, yeah. in no way, form, or fashion. But I like to talk the, the real and just kind of, you know, get into it, it. I'm, a, I'm a realistic person, bro. Like, sure. there's one thing is for certain. So, what, what you say about that?
2: Um, I think, man. To be honest, I think that. That, that concept of mm. having the vehicles before your crib or buying a, a liability mm-hmm. um, before an asset, which for those that don't know, a liability is just something that is going to always cause you to owe money. And an asset is something that you own um, with positive value. So when you're calculating your net worth, you're pretty much taking your assets minus your liabilities and that pretty much tell you what your net worth is. Mm-hmm. Um, but But to go back to answer your question, man, it's kind of like, I think hip-hop plays a huge factor. And I love hip-hop to death. Like, I love old-school hip-hop, though. Okay. Get, I ain't gonna even... I mean, I got an old soul, man. So I ain't gonna lie... Sometimes...
0: feeling mutual.
2: as usual. Some of the rappers, you know what I'm saying? Certain rappers that come out with certain stuff nowadays, man, it's like... It's, it's for a show. It's for mm-hmm. presentation. It's for the industry. And mm-hmm. we not realizing that most of these guys don't own... Or even do the things that they're talking about in their songs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think hip hop plays a huge factor in people, copping a car before they get a crib. And you know, sometimes too, I think in regards to owning the crib, it's the ownership because mm-hmm. now you got to be more responsible. When you when you rent an apartment, you can call the maintenance man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You don't have to worry about these these small little things. You know, these little knickknacks here and there. When you own the home, it's you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you gotta, you gotta cut your yard. You got to, you know, fix the doorknob on the door. You got to do all these other little things, man. And, you know, it's not to knock anybody's financial situation. I think sometimes too, when people hear about the pricing of a home,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you hear a home, for example, that's 200,000. You're like, Ooh, nah, I ain't signing that one. But you'll go sign the, you know, you going go get a car loan for 30,000. Mm-hmm. When you hear a, a mortgage loan for 200,000, you like hold on hold on that's too, that's too much bread. So I mean, um, in the black community, man, I think there's ways, tips, and tricks to kind of like attack these different loan options. You know, even though of course having the loan is like putting you in debt, but sometimes it can be of good if used mm-hmm. properly. Um, it's just the the ignorance. You know what I'm saying as you brought it before, just not knowing. Yeah, just not knowing, man. Um. And I always encourage people, like a lot of my friends call me about car loans, auto loans, and I'll tell them, hey, this is what the dealership going to tell you. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get you to get this 2020. You know what I'm saying? They're going to try to get you to get this X, Y, Z. Ask them this, ask them that. And sometimes we just get sucked into the look of it. You know, yes. we, see, we see the vehicle, they say test drive it. You ever realize that a car dealership will tell you to test drive as soon as you walk in there? You ain't even you ain't talking no numbers yet, but you already test driving a the car.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They trying to sucker you in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you feel good, you hit that right, you blast the music up, you're like, oh yeah, we solid. Now, all of a sudden, you willing to pay whatever for the car.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? So, I think it's easier to get tricked into a car compared to like a home, which, you know. Searching for the right home, it takes it takes time. It's
0: a true investment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think
2: that that also plays a little factor as well.
0: Man. (laughs) Bro, that's that's key. Um you know another another little scenario that just popped up in my head was just a lot of a lot of people feel like, you know, college isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that uh some people say college is a scam. Mm -hmm. And that it's it's you know, they just they just trickle you in tell you education is key just f- to put you in debt and and most people can't do what you do as far as okay I got you know 30 some thousand you know in, in student loans and I'm gonna go knock that out in a year and a half one people don't have that mentality and two people don't feel like or not in that circumstance or not in that you know what I'm saying that predicament to where they can actually do that um, so in your Honest opinions or thoughts. Do you feel as if college is a scam, or you know, do you feel like it's 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 set up to kind of fail us? Um, and, and the reason why I ask is, for me, I don't truly believe college is a scam. I do believe that they do be setting people up for failure, and they don't fight. And but I I, I think it starts way before you get to college. I think that the you know grade school failed us as far as making people literate financially. And so when you get to college and your parents have not made up for what the school system has done to you, you're going to go get those credit cards. You're going to see that OP check and be like, all right, this refund money going to the mall <laughs> instead of going to books or even, let me say this, because I may have to pay this back as soon as I graduate. Like those type of thoughts don't pop in people's heads. So what do you think?
2: Nah, man, I think... You're definitely right. I think it starts before college. Um, you know, certain school districts don't have certain classes that teach it. Um, we might now to be honest, there's certain school districts, they're starting to kick in like a little bit more business savvy type classes, but okay. Um and I've been saying that um in in a multitude of districts, especially out here in Texas or in the Houston area, but it definitely starts there. If you don't learn it from home, school is pretty much your second home when you're growing up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And shout out to like all the educators that that deal with kids out there because
0: shout out to my wife. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah that's that's a from kindergarten to twelfth grade school is practically your second home. That's where you are majority of the time throughout those years. At so least eight hours a day, at least, mm-hmm. bro. So if your family, you know, what I'm saying, is not teaching you financial literacy, and the school is not teaching you, sure won't get it. Right. And then also you may get into the concept of I've never had this and now I want it and I got the chance to get it. So when I get this overpayment check in college, I'm about to go splurge and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I'm not going to say that college is necessarily a scam. But what I do feel is that certain degrees or certain industries benefit more from going to college or is more of a necessity for them to go to college mm-hmm. um, than other other fields. Like, you know, there are some people, man, you can get, honestly, and I think the way that the world is kind of transitioning just from my personal opinion, it's, it's certification-based. Mm. A lot of things are, you know, if you find you a great certification program for what you're trying to do, you can crack into that same door for <laughs> 10, you know, way 10% less. of the price. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Than going through four years at college. What college does give you that I feel like the certification won't give you are like certain life experiences that you, you just... Yeah, you won't have if you don't go to college.
0: Maybe certain friends, the bonds, you know, exactly all of those different type of things. Even uh, to to you know our our you know mutual thing is you know alpha like you know us me doing the undergraduate experience of alpha phi alpha and just all of those different type of things and then actually going to a HBCU that was a true experience <laughs> on top. You know what I'm saying? So hux, like, hux. I I literally like that's the reason why I don't like just. Push off college and be like, nah, bro. Like, it's not worth it because there are grants, there are scholarships, there are different things. But people are don't want to put in the work to go get those things. And I I know so many people. Like, I, I got a homegirl, well, that graduated with no debt because she had a full on scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. <laughs> those, those are situations that are truly, truly blessings, man. I think. Mm-hmm. I think college would be more effective, personally, if in high school or maybe before you actually enroll in your classes for college if you know counselors or whomever Mm -hmm. whatever program it may be can actually say okay you want to do this this is all that is required Mm. i think that doesn't happen enough Mm -hmm. so for example you have a lot of people they graduate with like you know um you might have like an accounting degree like Mm -hmm. for me right you may have an accounting degree and it's going to get you the entry level job but after a while, they start asking for a master's in accounting, a master's of a business administration, some type of certification, CPA, CFP, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you get done with school, you think school is done. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I got my four years out the way. I'm about to go make my bread. And then you start applying for jobs. And they start asking for stuff that you don't got, like in regards to certifications or an extra degree. And I think sometimes like that's where... People start saying, This is a scam. Like, I'm not even working where I'm supposed to be working. I can't get a job in my field because I don't have this and nobody ever told me. Right. So I think if we were if if the system was more upfront about, hey, <laughs> law school is gonna take an extra, X amount of years, to get your doctor's gonna take an extra amount of years, then I think people can have more of a, you know, opinion or more of a, a knowledge base of should I go or should I try to do something else?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking, man. Just to think of that, you know, just all of those, man, it's it's so many different factors. And just like you said, bro, just people that have to go through the master's program. Like, wait a minute, four years don't count. So now I got to go get, get a whole nother uh, (laughs) degree just to, to get a, a, a decent job or just to pay a little extra. And then I put myself in more debt just to do that. And so now I'm working overtime to pay off the undergraduate loans <laughs> and the, the and the master loans for some reason is probably way way more than and, and I, I don't I don't even listen. We ain't gonna get into that.
2: And, and bachelor's degrees in certain fields. Yeah, became more devalued as African Americans start getting them.
0: Wow, yeah,
2: that's I, the way I look at it, now. and that's why every job now is saying like. Yeah, like entry-level jobs say they need five years of experience. Bruh, I got to get an internship first. Can you help me with that? Yeah, <laughs> You know first. what I mean? So yeah. I feel like the more that African-Americans started to focus on getting that degree, mm-hmm. I feel like the system devalued a, a lot of those in certain fields. Right. right. You know what I mean? So that's just my personal... That's my personal spill on that.
0: man mm mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know... <laughs> I know a lot of people, like, I hear a lot of our people saying, you know, buy some land, buy some land. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I think that, that's the you know, we should move into the direction of, of owning your properties or, or buying land. But I feel like people are impulsively spending or, or impulsively jumping into something that they can't afford. You know, so, so what do you think um, as far as with that move is because i like i said i i'm an advocate for you to you know get your crib or get you know buy some property or just to get literate on those type of things but most people you know not taking the right financial steps at the moment and you know just hearing what they see or, or you know on on the music videos or on well, not the music video. That they're talking about buying land too much, but <laughs> but just like social media and all of those different type of things. So, what you saying?
2: Nah, man. I think the two two biggest things when it comes to acquiring assets, man. That I know you mentioned our people, but you, yeah. Just about, general, it, but yeah. Just in general, but just in general, yeah. Man, one is um group economics. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's key, man. Um, if you look at different cultures, certain cultures stick together absolutely financially more than our particular culture. Mm-hmm. Um and then on top of that is just trust, right? Like if I if, if you're telling me to go buy land, right? It's one thing to tell somebody to go buy land. And it's another thing to walk them through the process or become a partner with them in buying it or in purchasing it. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with, you know, five guys like ourselves saying, hey, you know, this land costs 25 grand. Let's just say five grand a piece and then we'll put the money in and we'll break it evenly. But because of the lack of trust that we have from either past life situations or, you know, just trusting people in general, mm-hmm. you're like, nah, that's too much. That's, I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But we're missing out on a valuable opportunity due to those two things. You know what wow. I'm saying? So um, I'm, I'm a big advocate, advocate for purchasing, land because that is something that no matter what, you can always have, you can always pass down. It's always going to be an asset as long as it's used properly. You know what I mean? So, I'm a big advocate for that. And in regards to like purchasing a home, I'm an advocate for that too. I mean, you don't even have to, you know, have a home and then get three or four rental properties. If you get a home and you pay off your home, your home is now an asset. So, whatever you decide to do with it, whether it's pass it on, rent it out, that's your bread. Whatever, it's your bread. You (laughs) Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people, I think, get stuck on trying to make the massive move. When it's like sometimes we can just make the simple move. Absolutely. So yeah, man. That that lands top. We could go a lot deeper into that, man. But I I know you want to touch on some different topics. So I I'm I'm gonna leave that one. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Yeah, we,
0: we listen, bro, again, bro. You gotta we we gotta do I have to do a couple of these. <laughs> like you know, gotta be like a regular guest on here, just just come and let's spit some knowledge, just talk about things that people are, you know, that's relevant to to society right now and culture in general. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk on is, is credit. That's a big thing for a lot of people, you know, and -hmm. you hear people like Jay-Z saying the song, you know, what's the most important thing, you know, it's credit, you know, what's Mm -hmm. more, what's more important than throw away money in a strip club credit. Uh, but then you look at, you hear that perspective of this billionaire, uh, Entrepreneur, just just a, a powerful black man, and then you you switch to another black man, uh, by the name of Chris Hogan, or you know you mm-hmm. know Dave Ramsey is is, mm-hmm. is, is 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 the boy right there, and they telling you no credit, don't don't do credit, don't don't put yourself in that. That's they literally just you know. So what what's your take? And, and I know you don't want to, you know, what I'm saying like, nah, I'm I'm lean on, but you know, like there's there's they have le- le- they both legit have reasons behind what they're saying so what you what you think
2: man first let me say that when it comes to finances bro, there's a million ways to skin a cat mm. you know what i'm saying is you can take some shoes and go flip them just like you could take land and go flip it. you know what i'm saying so it's it, there's always ways to make money and when it comes to credit bro it's kind of like okay in jay-z's perspective you know what I'm saying? He was doing the dope game, got into the rap thing, you know what I mean? And then made himself a visionary and a mob, and a mogul, you know, in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And, and the things that he's accomplished are by far, like, further than 99% oh, of yeah. African-Americans that have ever <laughs> yeah. lived. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff that he's accomplished is that. But, obviously, from his perspective, he's been able to leverage credit. So, I think with credit is this, like, and even when I'm talking to my clients I always encourage them to pay off all their all their credit debt, credit mm-hmm. card debt. Mm-hmm. Credit card debt mainly because that always has the highest interest, which means that that's the money that you're coughing up that you don't necessarily owe back. You right. know what I'm saying that's always going to be your highest highest interest rate. So I I encourage that and in the sense of, you know, Dave Ramsey or Chris Hogan that says don't utilize credit. I think the reason that They say that personally is because their audience is like a debt relief. Mm. So if your audience is debt relief, you don't want to put them in more debt. Mm. I think that's the perspective that they come from. Like, don't get me wrong. I personally don't think that they either use any sort of credit, but that's because they built themselves to a point to where they don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Right. But for some people, like you may need to, you know, spend you know five hundred dollars on a credit card to get something jumping that's gonna turn into ten thousand dollars right now once you get that ten thousand dollar mark now let's be mindful of how we use our credit absolutely and i think that's what jay-z was coming from with it like you know if you learn how to leverage it when it comes to like real estate getting low interest rates when you get a car you're talking about getting a lower um car apr mm-hmm. you know what i mean or when it, when you you know those little different things can save you and so that. much money yeah. mm-hmm. it can save you so much money over the course of time you know what i mean like Man on my website, um, you know, I got, uh, I have a uh, auto loan calculator, an investment portfolio calculator, like for retirement and a mortgage calculator, where you could just type in and play with numbers, and it'll show you like how much money or extra money you'll be coming off by the time you're done paying your oh, loan, wow. and just interest rates play a factor. So that's what credit can also play a factor, especially for people that's trying to just advance themselves in baby steps. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Dave Ramsey and Jay-Z just got two different audiences. Absolutely. And you, when you speak, you know what I mean? For you, for the things that you do as well, you speak to your audience. Absolutely. You cater to your audience. You're not going to just BS them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to BS them, but you definitely have to cater to your audience because that's where you connect and that's where they
0: understand. Yeah, with quality, you know what I'm saying? And I think they both give in quality game. and Mm -hmm. so. I love hearing Jay Z. Link, you know that whole four 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 album is is spitting some real knowledge and kicking some stuff like, all right, you know. And I think that anybody that's on a, a boss level, not even a boss level, but just an entrepreneur that has a, just a go get it mindset, Jay Z is like the the soundtrack to our lives. <laughs> like I, that's just, that's my honest opinion. Um, and then the, like even with Dave Ramsey, I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey. I listen to a lot of Chris Hogan, and I just I, I like I like what they saying. I like what they they spitting and just saying like just hey. Just completely get rid of it. like Everything. <laughs> just buy that cash. Don't go get no new car. Go get it. Rich people don't buy new cars. Like, okay, yeah, I see you. Like, you know, like, we don't even know what... I, I don't personally know how much or what Jeff Bezos drive. I don't I don't know, but I can only imagine in probably, like, his earliest stages. Man, bro, probably was driving a Honda or something. You never know. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen... People wear basic shoes, Payless shoes. Billionaires like they—they they don't really, you know, care too much about the designer. They're like, "What can I do to make me money?" Well, I'm sleep. What's literally accumulating? Facts. So, Facts. I think we have this misconception of looking rich versus being rich, and Facts. then there's a desire to be rich. But you know, that's all, all of that, bro.
2: Everybody, yeah, everybody doesn't wear their money, bro. I think
0: mm-hmm. you know, what I'm
2: saying that was—it was a tweet the other day, it's something that I've always thought about, but somebody actually had put in a tweet, man, it had went viral, but you got to stop thinking people rich because they look like they wearing it because sometimes, most of the time, the designer or the jury, it ain't even, it ain't even what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't real, you know what I'm saying? They picked it up or somebody, and I mean, man, this, that's no, a whole, whole other thing. But looking rich and being rich, like you said, man, is a, is a common misconception.
0: Nah, nah, absolutely. And I think that, And I like to touch on that, too, because, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people don't know we we getting into houses and owning houses and buying properties and stuff like that. And like for myself, and this is something that I wanted to talk about on a whole episode of the podcast, but just the fact of I don't dress flashy at all. I don't be having on the latest nothing, but we literally doing the podcast out of the crib and that's not to, that's literally not to brag. That's literally to say... That's what I'm interested in. The crib. <laughs> the, the crib. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you you could have a nice fit. You could be at, you know, turning up in the club. But like, I see you just throwing away money. I literally just see you letting those things go down the drain. And it's like, <laughs> bro, did you think about any other things? Six months from now, and a year from now, and that's going to put you in place. Just like you said, bro, I spent 30-some thousand on this truck. And I could have got a cash car for seventeen. <laughs> so I just those things play in my mind, and and I like people that really get it, especially people that we, we ain't super, you know, young or super old, but we like we we, we the middle children right now, yeah. and it's just like we we pretty much get it, and having that old soul and all of those things, like you said. So man, <laughs> I love this.
2: <laughs> nah, bro. I mean it's. It's definitely a topic, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, that needs to be pushed, which is why I created my company. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, for me, you know, a lot of people are interested in the get rich quick schemes, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm off of having a side hustle, you know what I mean? But you also want to have something stable, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, like when I'm talking to my clients, man, I'm one i them real with them. I have clients that say, Hey, I want to buy a house in a year, and mm-hmm. I say, nah you're not, you're not you You're yeah. got to take care of X, Y, Z right Wow. so you know what I'm saying for me like basically what I'm doing when I'm meeting with clients man is I'm pretty much I'm taking what you make whatever your income is including your side hustles and we're knocking off or basically budgeting like the main things that you need to be focused on mm-hmm. reducing your your excess spending you know what I mean like I know we were talking up earlier and I was telling you about like my pawn shop method yeah or the pawn shop mentality and and basically i had came up with that just due to you know like um when you go into a pawn shop you going to you going, going to buy something very very specific yep. you're going in there with a certain budget the reason you didn't go to the regular stores because you knew you could find at the pawn shop at a lower price mm-hmm. right and if we kind of adopt that mentality which you know what i'm saying you can um, you can save a lot of money just knickknack and people be like oh $5 $10 ain't nothing but i guarantee if you go spend $5 in starbucks Every morning, you look at your bank statement, you realize you're spending over $100 a month at Starbucks. you probably going to say, dang, I spend that much, yep. but Starbucks good, right? So, well, quote unquote, I don't even drink Starbucks. I don't, I mean, mean, I don't drink Starbucks, but, the, but that's they, the typical they, thing. Yeah, they faithful to that. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, so they typical, right? Yeah. But it's like, when I say $5 elsewhere, it ain't nothing. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, it's just a mindset, man, or a mentality that, you know, that's pretty much what I pretty much coach my clients on, man. Yeah. And, and we get into a deep dive. Like, I require people to look up all your debt, including the interest rates for all of your debt. Mm. You know, your collections. We pulling up that credit report. And mm. with everything you scared to look at, we're going break down. If you don't understand it, yeah. breaking it down so you can understand, like, what is it that's really harming you from getting certain things that you want mm-hmm. in regards to leveraging your credit. Wow. You know what I mean? So.
0: Man. I, nah, listen, I, I love every every bit of this. And like I said, I think we need to, I, I want to do, well, I ain't even going to say what I want to do. What we going to do, because this is, it's, it's a contradictory to say what I want to do versus what we actually, you know, about and, and actually moving in. So that's the whole concept behind saying no more in the nonprofit. We, you know, we stop talking about it. We be about it. We take action. Okay. And so, <laughs> uh, but I want people to. Well, let people know if there's anything else. That is there anything else that you would like to, for the people to actually know? Um, is any game that you want to give them any wisdom that you want to give them, and then uh, uh, you know how they could find you and you know get them services, pay you, pay you for the your expertise and all of those things.
2: Um, nah, man, I just, I just, you know, I highly encourage anyone. Man, my thing is like personal finance can take you so far and it starts off simple by just you know establishing a budget which oh. some people don't know how to do that mm-hmm. right some people will spend money i know people that make six figures mm. and they got less than they don't, they don't even got a comma a number with a comma in their savings account wow you know what i mean and it's like just because they don't know how to establish a budget they can't say like oh man i'm spending this much money here and this much money here so like when we when we meet up Like everybody starts off with a free consultation because first I'm trying to figure out what is it that you're trying to achieve, and I'm gonna let you know if I cannot help you, like I will tell you I'm not the right person for you. Like I have, it's not a greed thing because it's about the service. I'm, I'm, I want to pass down everything that I know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, man, you know what I mean, like, and I'm constantly researching articles and everything like that just to help somebody in their particular situation. So, Absolutely. You know what I mean? You can schedule a consultation at getrichoffwisdom.com. Um, it's completely free. And then afterwards, we have your first meeting. And like I said, within that first meeting, we're going all of your assets. I mean, your retirement accounts, your 401Ks, IRAs, HSAs. There's a plenty of ways that you can... Uh, for people that make a lot of money that are doing pretty good with their savings, but let's say they pay a lot in taxes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is the tip. You know what I mean? If you can... Contribute as much as you can to your 401k, right? Especially if your company doesn't employee match, meaning that, you know, you can say, hey, I want to contribute 3% of my salary to my 401k, which means that money's going to be taken out um, of your check before you receive it. And then your company may give you that same 3% for free. So now you're doubling up in that investment account. Mm -hmm. You can max up to $19,500 in that account per year. Now, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, due to salaries or whatever they, you know, whatever they make, don't necessarily reach nineteen five. However, the more money you're putting aside for retirement, the better. And then if your company or you work in a situation where you don't want to get involved into their 401k, you can utilize a Roth IRA, which is um, practically, it's another investment account that you can max up, you can put up to $6,000 in there uh, per year. But the difference is, instead of the money being taken out before you get paid, you personally take your money like after you got paid. So if you said, "Hey, I want to contribute two hundred dollars to a Roth IRA um, every month," then you take a hundred dollars a check or two hundred dollars a month, however it works. You put it into an IRA, and the thing is, that money you can write that off on your taxes. So now you're paying less in taxes. Another thing that another uh, jobs offer is an HSA account, a Health Savings Account. You could put up to thirty five hundred in there, tax free. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like. Is all these little loopholes to avoid paying taxes, um, and, and the great part about mo- um, all of these, except for the 401k, the 401k, when you retire you know, at 59 and a half, or whatever the case may be, you pay taxes on it as you're coming out, mm-hmm. as it's coming out and you're getting paid. With the Roth IRA and the HSA, you're pretty much like, that money's going to grow as long as it's invested into like the stock market, or whatever the case may be, that money grows tax-free, and when you pull it out, you ain't got to pay no taxes. So not only did you write off the taxes when you first put it in, but now you ain't got to pay no taxes when it's coming out and it grew tax free. Like it's just small loopholes like that, man. Um I highly encourage people to also look into getting a, you know, small life insurance policy. Yeah, which is one of the easiest ways to pass down generational wealth, man. I got people, I got clients, they pay $30 a month for like $34 a month for like a million dollar policy. That's to say like within the next 30 or however long that policy is, if they would have passed away from a random tragedy. million dollars. A million dollars to whoever you you left it for. Just imagine what kind of head start or what kind of catching up certain cultures or communities or families can do with a million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you got one kid and you got, you know what I'm saying? Say you have one child and you leave them that million... Nah, you can, they can't they have no excuse to say, uh, you know, my people never did not for me. They weren't there. They yeah. were there, they were there with that million, they were there with that. that life being insurance intentional. Body. Yeah. You know what I mean? So life insurance, um, I highly encourage people to look into man. And I mean, um, the way meetings work for me is, you know, I usually I, I highly recommend people to meet with me for at least like three months, right? Because the first month, we're really trying to figure out who it is that you are with your money. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a couple of months to get acclimated because I'm 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 not gonna say cut all of your expenses. Like I'm also a person where some things make you peaceful. Like for certain people that, are, that, that can that can budget within, they might say, Well, I like to buy a pair of shoes every two months. And I say, Well, why do you like to buy them? If they give me a legitimate reason, like it's a peaceful thing, because that you still gotta be peaceful in life. Absolutely. You don't want to stress yourself out trying to go debt free. Mm-hmm. Right, so what we do, we just work it into your budget. So, okay, cool. You're gonna buy your shoes, but guess what? Now you gotta cut out this. Yeah, <laughs> you can't know what go I'm out saying? this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So, um, meetings, um, you can literally schedule a meeting, um, whenever on the site. My calendar is usually updated getrichoffwisdom.com. Um, on Instagram, I have a get rich uh, at getrichoffwisdom for Instagram, where it's pretty much an educational page where every day I'm dropping quotes, credit tips. tax tips, Um, and pretty soon, man, I'm going to be dropping, like, a lot more different content um, coming out, but every day, you know, you're bound to get some sort of financial tip. You are. That can help you out with life. Um, My personal Instagram is JJ underscore Rutherford. Same thing at Twitter where I also drop tips. So, I mean, honestly, man, it's just about giving. I'm just really trying to pass back knowledge to people that are afraid to talk about money. Yeah. And, and and the last thing I wanna say, man, before I don't know if you had any more questions, but mm-hmm. um we have to be comfortable with talking about two things and that's retirement and death. Wow. Yeah. Because eventually everybody wants to retire. Yeah. Right. Um and when you retire and you're not working, you need to make sure that you have enough income coming in so you don't have to work. This is or, true. Or go pick up, you know, a side hustle or a job because at that point in the time you your energy when you twenty and your energy when
0: you seventy yeah, is completely it's not different. The same <laughs> Don't be you know what I'm saying, don't be nobody drive through at seventy. This is supposed to be your golden years going, you know what I'm saying? But this that, that, it's reality, a lot of people do.
2: Facts. Facts. Yeah. So we gotta talk we gotta get comfortable talking about retirement. I think if we talk about retirement, we can start thinking a little bit more <clears throat> a little bit more long term mm-hmm. about accomplishing um, our financial goals and then death. Yes. We don't talk about it enough, but the truth is it has to happen.
0: Uh, It's an uncomfortable conversation, but very necessary.
2: Very, very necessary, man. Like, I brought up the life insurance policy earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a dude, man, he frat. um, Man, he actually... His parents passed away and left him like a half a mil.
0: What? So he
2: was in school with a half mil dollar policy. Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, he took that half mil... Mm-hmm. and was smart with it. He didn't say, oh, I got the half meal. Like, don't get me wrong. He might have bought a little knickknack here and there. Yeah, but, of but, I mean, he got into real estate.
0: Best investment.
2: So now, it's like, yeah, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough thing to talk about when you say your parents aren't there, but to know that your parents helped you leave your legacy.
0: Absolutely. Your parents
2: yeah. did what they were supposed to do.
0: Absolutely. You
2: know what I mean? So we got to get comfortable talking about death and retirement, man. I think once we are are not necessarily comfortable but once we're able to have those conversations now you'll start asking questions about well what can i do to prepare myself yeah in the the future
0: you gotta you gotta talk about all of those things even you know even for say for instance if you're a listener right now and 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 you know you're you're a parent or you know you have parents that are getting up there in age you want to have those conversations of uh, and, and with your siblings, if you have siblings as well, is just have those conversations. Okay, you got this policy in order. Uh, do you... Are you in debt? Are you in some type of debt? Like, what's going on? Like, because they... I don't know if they still passing down debt to, to kids. Uh, you know, I really don't.
2: Right. It, it, it depends. Certain, yeah. certain debt gets passed down, mm-hmm. but it's more so of, um, like, spouse spouse type shit. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, matter of fact, I was reading this article the other day, man, and... um. Couple was married for a couple of years. Uh, Husband passed away. Well, I want to say the husband passed away had like a half million dollar policy, but he also had four hundred and ninety five thousand dollars in debt. Wow! So the wife, thinking that she's about to get more money, only ended up with five grand, and that five grand barely covered the funeral. So really, she was left with nothing. So he had the policy, but he had so much debt. It didn't mean nothing.
0: wasn't beneficial. Like, yeah, bring that right back. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's all it was.
0: Literally, it's so like, wow, wow, and that—that's, Lord have mercy. But this is why it's important to have these uncomfortable conversations. Simply due to the fact of something like that. On top of, if you are you and your siblings got to be on one accord with planning these things out because you don't want to be the only one left planning a funeral. Or hey. Which I, you know, what are y'all going to do? Like, what are we going to do financially? Like, you know, so it's a it's a lot of things that play into this. So, like you said, man, we got to normalize uh, talking about, you know, life insurance, you know, policies and, 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 and death and all of those in retirement and all of those things. So,
2: and and also, man, if, if I know, um I know you cater to a lot
0: of students. Yeah.
2: With your work um, right now on the site, I don't have a student rate. Mm hmm. But if you go on the site and you're interested in just, you know, having these conversations or trying to prepare yourself and don't worry about the amount of money that you make. As long as you have an income coming in, you can always make a move to to better your life, um, you know, from a financial perspective going down the line. So I definitely apply student rate, man. Being on the podcast definitely inspired me to do that because I know students won't have the same income that an adult will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely be I'd be uploading that. Um so y'all can go ahead and like I said if you want to reach out we can definitely make that happen as well.
0: Absolutely. And and also for myself, you know check me out on on say lesscoach.com and you can book your free, you know, 30-minute consultation or we we could talk for a little bit longer than that. But uh you know I got listen, we doing these student discounts <laughs> say we yeah. when we in the we in the uh the with the time of giving right now and, and just trying to bless somebody through this pandemic. And so, you know, book a session with me for, for life coaching and you want to get your business on in order or you want to, you know, just, just do something and create it and change the narrative, shift the narrative and go from underdog to top dog through finding feeling and following your dreams through, you know, all of those things. So check your boy out and let, let's book a session. Let's get right, man. And also, if you like anything that you heard on this podcast today, go ahead and comment. Let us know what you what you what the key things that you've taken away from today. Also, if you have any questions that did not get answered or that we did not touch bases on, please comment that below and let us know what you would like to ask and what you would like to know. Actually, (laughs) and we're gonna probably do like a part two of this and 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 answer anything and everything that you got for us. So we love y'all. Jamal, thank you, my brother. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's always, it's always a, a good good time to see you. You know what I'm saying? So we uh well we until next time, this is the Green Light Podcast. Say no more, say less. Let's get it.
2: Hold on, wait a minute. This ain't average. Hey, green, get the cam out. Shoot a movie like it's Paramount. I've been cool and I can't spare him now. I said I've been cool and I can't wait no more. I can't stay no more. I can't play no more. If you ready for it, need to let me know. Because I'm saying less. Say no more. Yeah, say no more. No more. <laughs> say no more. Say no more.
0: Hey man, say man, this is your boy Cam Green and you're tuning into the Green Light Podcast and I know you're loving what you just heard and if you're loving what you just heard then go ahead and tell a friend, you know share it, then play it back again and subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts or YouTube or SoundCloud or wherever you heard it at, as long as you're listening and if you want further more things with me and my team and how we clowning or doing stuff in the community then follow us on the gram at Say No More The Brand. Yes, I said Say No More The Brand, you gotta follow us because if you do not follow us then you a sucker sucker